For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, y'all. I'm Julie. Hi there. I'm Brenda. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side. Now, y'all need to know that we're obsessed with everything on the other side. Yes, we are. Because once you learn to navigate the energetic, or to some, the invisible world, life is going to be more fun and much more serene. Uh, heck yes, it can. Because let's be honest, Bryn, Earth School is hard. In fact, you taught me that. Let's crush Earth School together. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, my witchy poo. How are you this <laughs> fine day? And it's finally a fine day. It is a fine day, my alpha. It's so good to be with you again. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to be with you again. I like that. I like this very formal in a very weird way. But it's a heartfelt. It, it is. It's, I get, I get the giggle with you today. Come on. It that's right. That's right. That. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, I have told you and everyone else who will listen that, you know, I do this podcast so I can see you all the time. So it is my selfish reason and actually this episode when we get going here is a fine example of how much i just love to hang out with you and listen to you because <laughs> you are most definitely an expert about where we're headed here but before we go i just i i'm going to mention this on a, a lot of shows because i want people to just know what's happening is that because of you everybody who has been so gracious and incredible about coming to see us at the store whether you're just looking around or whether you really want something that we have now relaunched the store and it's and you can find us you can find us the old way but you can also find us at www.vibes v i b e s store that's v because as in victor vibes v as in victor because <laughs> everything has a vibration and so we are growing and and we couldn't do it if not for you guys so we and there's have a so lot much more cool offering. stuff there <laughs> oh my gosh so much cool stuff i mean I couldn't be happier. And, and the part I'm most proud of, to be perfectly honest, is actually the part you did, which is, you know, Brenda held all the pouches and all the malas and, <laughs> and, and channeled an affirmation for them. And I think, like, nobody does that. And I love it. And I use them myself. That's, so They're good, right? They're so good. They're so good. I'm so happy. But I just want to let everybody know that. And I will continue to let you know more of like a, an intro housekeeping. 
So now that housekeeping, we'll call that shop talk. Shop talk. We'll call it shop talk. I like that. (laughs) Well, it's called it's it's called vibes, and we're calling it the uh, metaphysical supply store because that just sounds cool. And (laughs) and if and and we're cool, at least in our own head, we're cool. And you know, my elf likes to entertain herself. (laughs) I do. I do. I do like to (laughs) entertain. I do like to entertain myself. But anyway, so shop talk. So today, I've I've been begging my witchy poo for months to have a show about the Enneagram. And the reason I have been begging her for months to do it is A, I know she's an expert, but B, there's all these signs that keep coming. And I think this is a really great lesson and don't ignore the signs. Don't so, ignore the signs. We talk don't about this the signs. all the time. <laughs> right. So I'm not ignoring the signs. And it's been really interesting because first it started happening because, you know, I fancy myself as somebody who has friends that are that cross every spectrum. And mm-hmm. I love that. And I have a group of friends that are younger. You know, they're a more millennial uh, Gen Z. And they can't stop talking about the Enneagram. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And they're like, I'm a this with a that wing. And I'm a blah, 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 blah. And they just, and they, they, they sound fairly proficient in it. I mean, at least they've <laughs> read a book or something. So, so that has been happening for a while. And then with a couple weeks ago, one of our like wonderful listeners tagged me in her Instagram post. And it was her Enneagram. And I'm like, okay, done. And I and I wrote because she and then she ended up writing me and asked me about the enneagram. I said, "Here's the thing, we're going to do an enneagram show. We have to." So, and this is an area that I am not that familiar with. I've taken a test, and it was hilarious because it. I think it showed my 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 number in my wing or however you say it. Brenda will correct me because I hurried through it and didn't read the questions. So. There's that. Um, but when I was working, I know, I know, I know, I know. But when it's I was so working, it's so classic, right? It's a classic elf move and, and impatient elf. But during my working career, I had taken a lot of different different tests, not this one in yes. particular, assessments, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like we did uh, the DISC test, mm-hmm. the DISC. And it was great for me. And, 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 and what I loved about it is I, I learned so much about who I was and not just in the boardroom, so to speak, but also in the real world. And so I thought this would be a really great opportunity because I want to learn too, folks. So I am you right now. I just have the luxury of looking at, <laughs> at, at the beautiful Brenda while she'll talk about it. But I'm here to oh learn as well. And I have my pen clicked and ready to roll. So I think <laughs> maybe the best way to start, Brenda, if you wouldn't mind, why don't you give us just a little bit of your background on how you got started and, oh, and how you've been doing it your origin story your iron man story my iron man story with the enneagram is that my beloved found the enneagram first and he had a friend who came up from louisville and had lunch with us i don't remember her name i don't remember anything except he brought out his book on the enneagram and i was and like i didn't really even enjoy lunch that much to tell you the truth (laughs) wait you didn't enjoy food like i didn't like the conversation it just you know i was like oh let me get out of here but the book, <laughs> yeah, I totally. You're grabbed, an introvert. I grabbed that and I was like, hmm, there's something here. Plus, it's just seeing the symbol, you, y'all need to look it up because I can't, I mean, I can use words to describe it, but I'm not going to take the time to do that. But it's just this beautiful shape that's kind of like it, it kind of activates something in my cells. I was like, oh, I need to learn more about that. And then I didn't for a really long time. But for over 10 years, I've been, I studied for a couple of years, read, had teachers that, you know, the, the way to learn the Enneagram. And then I started sharing it and started teaching it. And I've been teaching it for at least a decade. And every time I teach it, I learn something because I get to talk to people about their type. So first of all, let's just, let's just back up a minute. And, you know, 
when we have these assessments that we do either at work or working with therapists, a lot of therapists work with the Enneagram as well. So people, some people will run into it in the business world. Some people will run into it in their personal world. And we, so the, the assessments measure three parts of our mind, our intellect, right? Measured through the IQ, the affect, how we feel and what we value is measured by DISC, by Myers-Briggs, by the Enneagram. And then we have a cognitive part of the brain that says, our preference for how we get into action. And that's measured by the Colby assessment, which I also love and have been trained in. So this is what we're working on today is the Enneagram. And it's this weird word, right? Enneagram. Because when you say it and people don't know it, they're like, excuse me, what'd you say? Is that really a word? Did you just like blend two words together? <laughs> like, like, did, did you mess up? Because it doesn't sound like a real word unless you, you're familiar with it. Enya means nine and gram means map. So it's this map of nine different types of approaches to the world, of coping me- mechanisms that we find. So that's that's just out of the gate. So now you're like, oh, it's a map. And my elf has a question. <laughs> <laughs> because when I looked at the word for the first time, uh-huh. I was thinking about Inya, the musician, and Graham meaning weight. And I'm like, why are they weighing her? That's not fair. It's <laughs> exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thank you for that very specific example. That in 10, what, 12 years, I have not heard that one. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it is my pleasure. So basically, you get your Enneagram type because if because we were all kids, right? And you know, kids are so flippant smart. They don't miss a beat. And they look around at their family of origin and they figure out, how am I going to have the most status in this? How am I going to succeed or how am I going to have status in this family system? Okay, they may not use those words. <laughs> you know? And status could be A, how do I survive? It could be how do I, you know, get a later bedtime? <laughs> like, you know, the things that would motivate a kid that says, I'm so that I can be successful in the system that I have. And so then we develop. So in some ways we actually lose ourselves in that moment that we figure out what we have to give in order to get. Does that make sense? And and so wait, were you asking me a question? Because it does. Okay. Since I'm the one that's going to respond to you right now, okay. <laughs> is it actually makes sense? And I have a question on top of that, if you don't mind me asking it. Mm-hmm. Which and and I think anybody who's ever done work with all of these different modules, uh, I don't know what assessments. To call them. Assessments. assessments. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You've actually said it to me now twice, it's, so it's I should fine. probably it's write fine. down <laughs> assessments. Don't screw that up, Julie. Okay, but I this is actually legit. This isn't a joke is when when you look at some of these and you were just walking through kind of Myers-Briggs and DISC, I'm curious, like, and what drew you to it too, is is I know about like there's personality things, like personality is who you are from birth till death, right? There's other things like when we talk about archetypes, archetypes is still Does us, it, but it's how we see the world at that time. Well, so Enneagram. Yeah, but archetypes we identify with, they exist yeah. on their own in the world. Right. right. So where does Enneagram fit in this kind of the... the? So so what happens is like for different phases of our lives, we can identify with one archetype and then we move out of that role, we move out of that phase of our life, and then we identify with another archetype. But that's not the case for the Enneagram. <laughs> so the Enneagram, how you're, you are assessed, hopefully you're using a really good assessment. There are really bad ones out there and they're usually free. But You get what you pay for, people. Exactly. You get what you pay for. But so what happens is that you... This is why I can study it for 10, for 12 years. I can study the Enneagram and still keep learning more and more because 
people are complex. And so your type, you won't change type, but you'll be, there's a low side of a type, a high side of a type and a medium side of the sides, you know, medium face of the type. And like that expression changes. And in the the image itself of the Enneagram, there are lines that you can move along. You can take up more, learn to take up more space on the, on the Enneagram. Because remember, like this whole show, right, is called The Other Side, right? So the spirit, remembering we have the spiritual part of us. And when we develop these patterns to succeed in our family system, we actually diminish and sacrifice a little bit of our spirit. Because we come whole, fully charged. And then the family says, yeah, we don't care about that part. Take it take it down a notch. <laughs> right? So I'm like, okay, I won't do that one because it won't get me anything. And so then we get rewarded for our type. If our type didn't work for us, we would have dropped it and tried something else. So our type works for us. But just like going to the gym, you over-strengthen one muscle, you create a weakness someplace else. And so really working with the Enneagram is helping you remember who you are fully and bringing you home. So that's really the journey of the Enneagram. Oh, I love that. And also what I love about all of these is that it helps us understand the people around us too. And it builds so much compassion for ourselves Mm -hmm. and for each other. And that to me is the biggest power of working with the Enneagram with different people in different groups. So with that, we're going to take a break. Oh my God, let's take a break, Brenda. Oh wait, you got (laughs) to it before I did. Damn it. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there. I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything. A moment that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these very moments. The last couple of years has been the hardest season of our marriage for sure. I'm surprised our marriage survived it. I think we both are. I think we both were barely holding on. Nothing compares to how hard this is. Their stories are full of candor, awe, and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. True behavior change is really identity change. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. We are back from my break. Uh, not really. You guys know. You guys know me too well by now. Like nobody's going to believe that crap coming there's out of my no, mouth. There's no Julie break. There's no. no. Julie's like, go 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 go. Yeah, forget a break. Who needs a break? I had an old boss one time, which was so hilarious. And I know Brenda, I've told you this about this years ago. Um, but he used to say he was a he was a worker, and he would have us work, and he'd be like, "We can sleep when we're dead." That was his big comment. Oh, and then finally, I, I realized so I'm, many people say that you can sleep when you're dead. It's like. Actually, you don't sleep yeah. when you were dead. You don't seem to understand. Jokes like, on you, you babe. Get, yeah, joke's on you. You better sleep now because this is it. <laughs> anyway, I want to bring us back so Brenda can walk us through. Really, I think like an overview of the framework would be great. That would help me start to understand what these, since, since Inya means nine, I guess that we'll start with that. It's not a singer. It's not a singer. It can be. So I'll just give an overview of the nine types. And I'll just touch on like the flavor, the strength and the gifts, as well as, you know, maybe a little bit of how they may have learned or been inspired to become their type. Right. Wait, they have flavors? Like, can I choose cherry? <laughs> Only in pie. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about cherry pie in nine months since keto. I, I miss it. I bet you do. There has, to be a, there has to be a keto version of pie somewhere waiting for you. <laughs> Not cherry. Anyway. So, so just because, right, I teach Enneagram that because I teach this in corporations, I teach it in, you know, in spiritual circles, I teach it, and I'm going to be doing an online class in the, in the early summer, so just put a pin in it and if in case you're interested. Hey, I'm, I'm going to sign up, it's everybody. Be- <laughs> just, so, just so everybody knows, if you have any interest to see what a total chaotic student I am, I will be taking this class with Brenda. Oh, no. So that means oh, that no one else no. is going to sign up. Oh, no. <laughs> or everybody wants to sign up. I don't know. So one or the other. Oh, my God. It just changed the dynamic class completely. <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. So the thing about the, the nine types is that they're broken into three groups with three types in each. So... Because of that, I'm going to start with two, which doesn't make any sense, but it does make sense if you know the Enneagram. <laughs> so, <that's, laughs> so two, three, and four, type two, threes, and two, three, and four are part of the heart triad. So these people are emotionally, they lead with their emotions. They process things emotionally very easily compared to the other six types. And in this particular triad, when, when something goes wrong for any of the two, threes, or fours, their first instinct, they may not stay there, they may not wallow there, but their first instinct is shame. Like, oh crap, did anyone see that? <laughs> like, that's their first thing. Now, all of us have that aspect. But what the twos are known for is always scanning to see what other people need. 
How can I help you? How can I help you? How can I help you? These are people you don't want to be on a team or in a situation where you're you're doing an event or something like that or a project without a two because you need people to help you, right? <laughs> and they're just so kind, very uh, gentle-hearted, and very gifted. What they need to work on, of course, is boundaries because they will end up staying up all night because they've worked on everybody else all day and now they, they're behind on their own work. So their challenge or invitation to regain their spirit, their full spirit is boundaries so that they can focus on their own things every once in a while. It doesn't take away from the generosity, just need to do it in the right proportions. Then we move on to the threes. The threes are the center of the heart triad, two, three, and four. And the threes are the ones that you never want to be on a project without a three because the threes always get it done. <laughs> they, are, they are the workhorses of the Enneagram. They move fast. They just, you show them a deadline and they crush it. <laughs> I suspect my elf is a three. <laughs> they love to be in motion and they don't mind breaking things once in a while just to get it done <laughs> because, hey, it's not their fault that rule was there and it, they, it was the fastest way. That's what they do. Somewhere they learned growing up that they are only as valuable as what they do and not who they are. And so their invitation, which my elf has learned this over and over, hmm. particularly once you left corporate world, you of course started this part of your journey in the corporate world, but when you left, you really doubled on and created the spaciousness from within and knew how to access that stillness and see the value of it, even though externally there was no reward. There was no goal. There was no celebration. Yay, you crushed it again. <laughs> it wasn't like that. But you could feel the affirmation from within, right? Yeah. And I, I speaking as perhaps a three, that, and I, I for other threes out there, I, I think that what I would say was what I, what I was able to strive for and find. And I just have had these conversations because we were, we just got back from Hilton Head and we had two weeks to I don't know, kill time, can't really do stuff when you're away like that. And I've had these conversations with people that busy, 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 and it's like, have the conversation about, it's about finding peace. And the value of feeling peace when you've been so busy and like strung out and all of those things. And there's still really great things that come along with it when you're fully in it. It's amazing. Boy, nothing's like peace. I mean, but the feeling of peace. Threes crush any top any topic any you know I, I was right I always say I was raised by a three with a three wing <laughs> because that's because, why I've always always loved your mother exactly you and my mom right you're just right in sync because mm -hmm. she won her national sales award every year for like twenty years and you know like she just crushed it what's the goal crushed it what's the goal crushed it like that's what she would do they would change it every year because there were years she got paid more than ceo and they're like we can't have this <laughs> she's like okay change the rules no problem i'm still gonna crush it <laughs> i love sandy there's she's so, my girl she's my hero are so capable in the world but they need to learn how to be able to relax and know their true value is in their state of being not just in doing and then we move on to the fours and the fours are the exquisite um sensitive child that um, always is sensitive throughout their whole lives. and But as a child, they'll be told, you're too much, take it down a notch. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> They're just overwhelmed with these intense emotions. One of my fours in the corporate world, and I have to say, you don't find that many fours in the corporate world because it's so externally driven and, and harsh. And yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really intense for someone who is completely emotionally dialed in and has such dexterity. No, I'm not stressed. 
just, I'm perturbed, you know, like they, they know the difference between the two. And most people are like, well, it's either good or bad. What's your problem, right? Where do you find force, you like find in, force in, in the work world? In, create, in creative endeavors, in heart-centered endeavors. So a lot of nonprofits, a lot of artistic people are fours. They're known as the individualistic. So they do things their own ways. And so if you go to like a craft show, you know, those exquisite giant craft shows that we can't do right now <laughs> because of the pandemic, but like it's filled with people as you walk down these aisles, aisle after aisle of like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, how do you even think to create that and then be able to, wow, like those are, those are the fours. They, they just have a unique connection and you can feel their heart in everything they create so and which is why it is so important when you're dealing with an artist because i that was my career mm -hmm. for years right, of working. dealing in world of art whether it was the art in advertising because there's a lot of creativity in there oh, or yeah. the art in in film right and it is about you know that balance of knowing how to communicate because they get insulted so easily and their feelings get hurt so easily. Well, when they're creating a pitch, it's it's their body of work. And so when you're giving mm -hmm. them feedback, they're like, you don't understand. Right? You're exactly, yeah. So if you totally. do find fours in the, in, um, the corporate world, it's going to be in, in advertising, in agencies, in design, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah, without a doubt. So then we move to our, our next triad, which is the five, six, and seven. And these are known as the head triad. So these are the brainiacs of the Enneagram. <laughs> okay. And they they love information. They figure things out. They're very strategic. They turn things over. And when things go wrong, because our school is hard, right? <laughs> First emotion they run into is fear. And they go into lock it down. Right, because they're super smart. They're used to setting the pace. They're used to driving things and you know moving things forward according to a plan. And when that plan blows up or something else you know interferes with it, then they they're like, oh, there's not a plan. Shut it down. Right? Oh, does this make that's sense? That's fast, you know. And I bet that those two, three, four, fives, mm -hmm. no fours, fives, 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 the fives. The first that the, the fives mm -hmm. are probably having a terrible time in navigating business during the pandemic because there's no book right there's no book there's no book yeah. but they're super smart and the thing about fives so fives are the they are so strategic and they love data they are they you can't give them too much information they're like oh send it to me oh send it to me you won't ever hear back from them oh thank you that really helped me move this project forward but all of a sudden you'll see something come out of their office of something you know, get started and, and you're like, oh, I can see my report all over that and because they just take it and consume it and put it to work right away. They're, they're super smart that way. Not overly communicative. They live rich and rich inner lives. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I've never heard that, but I love that so much. It's instead of like, you can't, you need to learn how to communicate. It's like, I understand you live a rich inner life. That's <laughs> genius. Right. And sometimes it's like you have to, you know, remind them, use your words because they're just thinking and you can see See, I'm just spinning. It's so funny because the Enneagram, one way of learning the Enneagram is through panels where you bring in, you know, like five twos, five threes, five fours, you know, you just bring in these panels of people to let people hear the different takes because these are not cookie cutters, right? We're all individuals. We have our own take, but the blueprint of these very, you know, high level gifts that I'm talking about are part of it. But traditionally, the fives won't show up because they're, again, they have this rich inner life. I'm not going to take time out because they learned somewhere growing up that resources can be mismanaged. 
and that they boundaries are their friends and they always have lots of resources. One of their, you know, time and money and attention are their top resources to lock down and, and make sure they have enough of. These are people who need to decompress the minute they come home. I have one leader that I work with who used to live intentionally, used to live 45 minutes away from home. So he would have that drive to relive his day. So like, cause he's just deep, you know, just downloading everything because they don't, process things in the moment, they need time to do it afterwards. So that's the five. Moving on to the six, when we come back from this break. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, another Brenda break. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything. A moment that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these very moments. The last couple of years has been the hardest season of our marriage, for sure. I'm surprised our marriage survived it. I think we both are. I think we both were barely holding on. Mm. Nothing compares to how hard this is. Their stories are full of candor, awe, and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. True behavior change is really identity change. Every action you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, we are back. And apparently we're going to talk about the number six <laughs> right now. We're talking about the six. We're talking about and, the sixes. And really, Matt, this is right. This is the heart of the head triad, the five, six, and sevens. And the sixes are the ones who, you know, when I worked in the financial industries in t- 2008, 
you could see all the sixes rise up in the organization because sixes are amazing in a crisis. They're the ones who kind of look around and they're super fun. They're super funny. And they kind of like a good conspiracy theory. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they're, always, they, they're not sure they always trust the, the you know, leaders. They're not sure like the motivations are true. They love information. They're going to find out about it. But just in case what's happening doesn't work, because right? remember, the, the whole thing is I have a plan and then the sixes will go, and here's a plan B, and here's a plan C, and here's, you know, G, H, I, H, I, G, sorry, I'm so dyslexic. <laughs> Brenda just rewrote the alphabet, everybody. You're welcome. <laughs> that is not part of the Enneagram. It's just part, part of my charm. <laughs> but, but So they're the ones that during the pandemic, they shine because they're like, you know what, I, you know, this, this team was actually ready for this because, you know, we just, I thought it might happen. Like that's how they work. <laughs> that's how they roll. So it's super great to have a six on your team because they'll, they'll cover your back. Can I ask a question? Yeah, of course. Is there a relationship and like good working relationships between certain numbers? Like as you're talking about the sixes and me being an alleged three, I see a three and six, like, hell yes, I want a six oh, partnered yeah. with me right, because I think we would do great. Well, threes are like, go, 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 right? And and sixes are like, you go. And then when you hit a wall, I got six plans here to back you up. Yes, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. well, right, right. But and also- The other thing yeah. is, I will say this about the, the you know, the, the shape of the Enneagram is that the three and six are connected by a line. So sometimes- my elf, when you get out ahead of yourself, you'll be like, oh crap. And then you come back and you start making contingency plans. So you move to the six with ease, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't have to go there very often, but every once in a while you're like, oh crap. And and, and a lot of times when you move to the six, you like phone a friend. <laughs> what would you do if this happened? Because <laughs> I have a friend, <laughs> right? So that's I'm asking for a friend. Yeah, exactly. That if allegedly they tried to do this, what would happen? Yes. Yeah, and you know who I have the phone a friend I call? is peter yes exactly that's he's right. my he's my phone a friend yep without a doubt so everybody knows he's this brilliant data scientist like brilliant yep. and he's probably a and six he, and he's my phone a friend well that's he's amazing. probably at least in the head triad that's what i'd say and again sixes also have a great sense uh, five and sixes have a great spidey sense because again fives like to see around corners so they're planning for five ten years down the road You're like how'd you know to do that mm, just a lucky guess that's what they say <laughs> oh my god i love them i know so they're they're, they're, sand, they're sandbaggers they're, they're totally like sandbaggers. tell you <laughs> oh, yeah i'm sandbagging your ass i'm not gonna tell you <laughs> exactly because they, they actually think no one else is smart enough to really do it so then we move on to the sevens and the sevens are so much fun. I always say, like, I never want to be on a project without a three. I never want to be at a party without a seven. <laughs> 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 they are so charming and so much fun. And they are called the Epicure because they go through life just gathering, inf you know, information. They're like, oh, and stories and experiences. And when you talk to seven, sometimes it sounds like they've lived seven lives in one lifetime because they just keep moving. Now, the reason they keep moving is because something happened. And again, I don't think I mentioned this, but the your Enneagram type is actually set definitely by the age seven. Some people will say age five, but it's somewhere, right? And so they had some significant experience before the that age that was somehow hard for them to process and probably a little mini trauma, if not big trauma that said, I know this is big. 
I'm a kid. I can't, don't have the, the capability or the capacity to process this. So I'm just going to keep moving and distracting myself so that it doesn't consume me because this thing, this experience is bigger than I am. So I'm going to learn to just keep moving. And, you know, this is why people love set, working with sevens and being around sevens because they're so much fun because they avoid anything that is unpleasant. And the ways they do this is they always overcommit <laughs> so that they have options. So if I'm at a party and it's not so fun, I have at least three more parties on my schedule that I said yes to that I can show up and I'll be expected. <laughs> so this is an example, an extreme example. But they, Oh, I know sevens because of that example. I'm okay. like, oh crap, they just all showed up. I totally know who they are. Yeah. Wow, yep. that's yep. a really great description of yeah. a seven. And, and, and they're magical. And their challenge, of course, is to slow down, be present, and know that it's okay to be uncomfortable emotionally, mentally, physically, and this too shall pass, and they are bigger and can make choices to take care of themselves when that happens, and that they don't have to constantly avoid it. I have some phone calls to make after this recording. Oh, I'm so glad I connect with <laughs> I people. I do. And, and a lot of people will, rem- will remember what the incident is. A lot of people won't, right? Because they've stuffed it down so much. They've avoided it for so much. They're like, oh yeah, that doesn't exist. Never mind. <laughs> so, so then we'll go to the top triad, our last three types. And it is the eight, nine, and one. So I didn't forget the ones, but they go in the top triad. And so these three types are the body triad or the instinctual triad. And these are the ones who just, they they process a lot of information through their body. And when something goes wrong in their world, the first emotion they'll run into is anger, sometimes rage, but usually anger, like they just get pissed. So they'll like the eights, the first one of the body triad, Eights love to swear. (laughs) So they'll be, you know, dropping F-bombs and, you know, but they don't really get overly attached to it because eights have- I love eights. I don't know why. (laughs) Fuck, I love eights. But you, you don't swear when you're angry. No. Right. You, you swear playfully and Mm -hmm. eights will swear when they're angry and it'll be like- Boom, you know, and it can hit a group like, oh, oh my God, this is so intense. Eights carry such energy in their bodies and they literally have more, like they have energetic reserves. They can work all night and not have it be a big deal. They can work all day, not take a pee break, not eat. And, you know, because they're, they, they're, they have these reserves and they can override their biological needs. It's kind of freaky. Holy crap. Wait, sleep, right? Yeah. Sleep is okay. Wow. I just had a big fat wow. And P.S. Not me at all. But God, I've worked for some eights. I really have in my life have I worked for some eights. And it was always a mystery to me because I am, and they've mainly been men. In fact, I can only think of men who were eights that I I, I work for and love them. P.S. Love them. Oh, yeah. Um, but they were like, they were four hour sleepers. Yeah. That was it. And I know, I can't tell you how many four hour sleepers I have worked for in my life. And I couldn't understand. Yeah. Because it was, it's I, I didn't get it. Right. And, oh, and they probably God, slept a thank lot you. on the weekends. They probably slept, you know, but, uh, or slept more, maybe not a lot, but they slept more on weekends. They're, they're super charming. They're disarmingly charming. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and smart. And they trick your shit out, man. They trick you. <laughs> Traditionally, they are, the, the name for the AIDS is called leader because it's, again, a very traditional business model of a leader or protector because what they saw when they were young was something that was unfair or unjust. And it could have been at home, it could have been at school, it could have been somewhere in the community, right? But they saw something that they were too little to influence. 
They knew that it was bigger than them, but somewhere clicked in their head, when I'm big, that's never going to happen on my watch. And so they have a really protective, they treat their team like family. They have a protective nature about them. And like, it's a mama bear situation. Like you cross them in the wrong way, boom, they'll hip check you. They're like, no, 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 not on my team. Mm -mm, that doesn't happen here. <laughs> like, and so people sometimes get scared of them. So then we move to the nines, the top. But of that them. works for yeah. them. Right. Those you know, it's really a protective impactful. thing. It, yeah. It's like if it's, it's, you know, you can have two people that can walk down the same alley with, right. And one of them is going to get harassed and the other one won't. Mm -hmm. And it's that energy that they carry yep. on why they don't. Yep. Yeah. And they're the ones that just look at you and you're like, never mind. I wasn't going to say anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, mm -hmm. It's really intense. Yeah. They're super energetically impactful. That's how I'd say that. And then there are the nines on the top of the Enneagram. And the nines are the ones who, they are the harmonizers. They are the very balanced in, in restoring harmony and peacefulness. So they're the ones who weave through an organization and, and smooth things out. And they're great mediators because they listen to all sides. They really validate everybody that's there and you know treats everyone like they matter. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, their shadow side is that they can blend in and not acknowledge that they have needs of their own. And so this is their, their challenge is, is to stay aware of their own um, needs, their own pain, their own you know, load that they have to carry and not just be concerned about making sure that the environment's really um, healing and you know welcoming to everybody else. And acknowledging. So it's really handy to have a nine on the team, right? Because they're not going to be overly self-promoting. Like sometimes, every, you know, corporate teams can can get like, look at me, look at me, my team's best. <laughs> and they'll be like. Actually, yeah. any anybody can be, they don't even be in corporate. I mean, right. you can no, that's true. Very true, be part of a shift at KFC. Yeah, yes, I would like some fried or, chicken yeah. right now. Well, KFC is um, corporate. <laughs> you know? Well, but at the store. Yeah, but, but they can. It's like anytime there's a group, you can, you know, that exactly. exists, right? Exactly. And then we I'm dying to hear about the one. I'm literally want to hear it now. Like, why is the one who's the number is first, but you're addressing them last? And I, know, I want to know why. Be just because of the triads. It's usually presented in triads. <laughs> so, I mean, I could have started on the one today, but it, it's against my nature. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, the ones wrap up the body triad, and the ones are known as the perfectionist. They are the ones, it doesn't matter what you present to them, they will be able to make it better. That's how mm. they just look at things. And it's not that they're hypercritical. It is what they learned that the world is messy and it needs to be improved. And you are charged with improving it. I love this story about the ones where one of my Athena sisters at Procter & Gamble said, she said, my mom, she goes, oh, that's totally me. My mom, when I brought home one of my first report cards that had letter grades, not just satisfactory, right? And I got an A and I was so proud of it. And I got home and my mom looked me straight in the eye and said, did they give away all the A pluses before you got there? <laughs> that is how you make a one, right? <laughs> that whatever you bring home, if it is not perfect, it's not good enough. And wow. that's what they learn. Trying isn't good enough. You know, getting an A isn't good enough. It has to be an A plus. Otherwise, get back in there, right? That's that's Holy what you learn. Holy moly! I know it's super intense. And okay, this, so this woman has a mind that she can make anything better. 
Like it's not sure. a bad thing as long as you can do it in a way that is, you know, brings in your own humanity and acknowledges the humanity of the others, right? That's super. Wow. Important. Yeah. So That's okay. So the one at the end was great to wait because that was, yeah. un- that blew my mind. I know. But, and again, I know these, these are, this is fantastic. I know these people. Okay. I have a question. I know that, and I have to use my own experience to ask the question, but I remember when I took the DISC test mm-hmm. and, and the way that they set I guess they set these assessments mm-hmm. up. I said it right this time. Yeah, I wrote good it down. Word. Good word. <laughs> Thanks. That that like for instance, I would behave differently under stress versus not under stress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think those are called wings, maybe, or I'm not sure what they're called in enneagrams. But like I I, I learned that when I'm under stress, I'm terrible at details. Like that was the big thing that came out in DISC. It's like, yeah, when you're under stress, you don't do well with like the details or maybe they're called facts. I'm not sure. (laughs) You can be the judge. But I really am not stressed and don't really pay much attention to. I'm illustrating (laughs) my point right now. Exactly. But so I know that, you know, a lot of these assessments help us understand Mm -hmm. who we are and those around us when conditions change. Does the Enneagram do that as well? It does. It's going to do it in a little different way. So thank you for that brilliant question. First of all, there are two schools of thought in the Enneagram. And if you pay t- if you do dive deeply into the Enneagram, you'll know that there are a lot of different interpretations, all of them rich in their own ways. <laughs> <laughs> and what you will find is as a, th- as a p- possible three, we'll call you a potential three, right? You have access to your wings. Your wings are the types on either side of you, right? Uh, so you have a two and a four potential wing. And so your ability to dive into either one of those strongly helping others, which obviously is a generous elf you do. And the four wing, which is the artist wing, I have my space filled with things created by you. (laughs) I'm looking around, seeing them right now. So (laughs) right, you move in between those two wings. And most of us, when they talk about one wing preference, you know, we do have our preference, but that's the goal is always to expand your real estate on the Enneagram map. So we want, we would encourage people to work with both of the energies of the wings. And then as a three, you have a line that moves to six and a line that moves to nine. So we, again, would want you to be working like with that. Okay, let me have alternative plans. Let me have backup plans, which I know you do, my dear Alf, because we were talking about some of those backup plans before this time, before this episode. (laughs) Yes, we were. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We can, you know, do it this way, that way. And then the nine is when you actually, I've seen you do this a lot, where you move into a very neutral, neutral mode where you ask a lot of questions about other people, Right. And that's your your beautiful movement to nine. So, hmm. and there are some schools that would say, you know, when you're stressed, you'll move to six. When you're not, you move to nine. And then there are other schools of thought that reverse that. That say, when you're really chill, you move to six and create other things. When you're stressed, oh, you move to nine and you, you don't do anything. Because one of the shadows of the nine is they don't get anything done because they can't decide things because there's so many opinions, right? Moving on, you're moving around them. They're like, I can't decide, I can't decide. But I actually think that's a little bit of a fallacy because I think the nines always know when they're given a window of opening. I think you're right. Yeah, that's it's it's as because as you're talking, I'm actually like checking my own spidey sense about some of these things, you know, and and that and that feels right because I mean, I can just tell you from my my own experience is like, you know, I seek guidance with the understanding that I don't know everything. Mm. And. And I, I seek guidance because I need other opinions. I, w- I actually want to hear what other people say. I mean, and I don't that's that agree with them. to nine, right? That's you know, I do. I want to yeah. hear it. In fact, been going through that, you know, with our new vibes brand and things that we're doing with that. And, and that's going to explode too. New, right? Yeah. Completely new, exactly. Yeah. But need opinions because 
one is not enough. And I imagine if you go back to you at 20, you probably didn't do that as much. No. You're probably like, we're going to try this because I think so. <laughs> Correct. Right? And Correct. That's, that's you moving to a higher, more, more mature version of the three. Right. So, Which I think is that's what happens. Yeah, I, my yeah. guess is that what that's what happens throughout the entire enneagram, right? Like exactly. you can see if, people if that li- if you're paying attention. <laughs> yes. Well, actually, that's a that's the, fair. Yeah, because it's not a given. Uh, it's not a given. Yeah. It is not. I mean, yeah, I've seen people who were the same way at 16 that they are at 55. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can agree more. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So that's the introduction to the Enneagram, very high level. Obviously, there are volumes and volumes written on each one of these types, and it's such a beautiful journey. I hope you'll dive I'm not done it. yet. We're yeah. not done. I have, a, I have a couple more questions. No, I'm not done. <laughs> well, We're just going to drag it out, I, but they're quick. Because I just, I want, I, I want people to truly understand your devotion to this work that, and I think it's fair to say this, and you can cut it out later if you don't want me to say it, but <laughs> okay. you, for the most part, have kind of written your own book on this. Like, it's not published, but you have worked so much and learned so much through it that you know the different things that, that you know, professionals, you know, maybe argue about, disagree, whatever you want to call it, but you've kind of written your own manual, your own book on it to really help guide people through it. Is that a true statement? Uh, it, it would be a very short book, but it's... I don't know, whatever it is, 50 years. Just call it a book. It's 80. It's, it's a document. So what what people want to know, particularly not exclusively to the corporate world, is like, how do I work with other types, right? Because I, I go through this journey with teams in, in the corporate world. When I teach in the spiritual domain, it's not that way. But people still want to know how to work with each other, especially in couples, you know. And so it's a document that says, as your core type, engaging with this other core type, you may want to keep in mind this, this, and this, and this is how you're going to get tangled up and get and trigger each other, and this is how you're going to find the sweetness. And remember, one of the power, you know, superpowers of the enneagram is I have compassion for myself that developed these types and overused them, as just like everybody else did. So I'm going to work to find my compassion for the other person and that type's lessons, right? So, so what I would love, what I, the reason I brought that up, because and I think it's really important that, because I will absolutely take your class. Okay. I think you said in June. I know I bet like I've wanted to for quite a while and, and, and I want to take it, but I, I, I also want to raise the flag to folks who actually do know a little something about it, but they use it as a badge. And that's kind of what I really saw mm-hmm. in the world. You know, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a five or I'm a three or I'm a nine, I'm a seven with a this wing. And it's, it's, and it's, and it's very much, I think, kind of how the culture is these days, which it's like, this is my label, this is my badge. And I just think it's important for people to just acknowledge it's like, okay, that's all fine and dandy to, to, to know that, but to really understand it. And how do I operate in the world with it? And I think that's the part. And I think that you bring to it, because we've, you know, you've talked to me about, you know, pieces of Enneagram Mm -hmm. for years now. And it is about that moving, right? Understanding your own movements and then understanding others' movements. To me, that's the magic. And that's also the spiritual part of it as well, because it gets into that piece of who we are. This isn't, there's there's not no there's not one single book that could ever be written on it it seems because we are so complicated we are complex creatures we are never the same thing every single day 
Right. And, and, and because we I don't, do because we interact with different energies. Actually accounts for that. That says, you know, sometimes you're, you're going to move to the, the six and this is what it's going to look like, or you're move to the nine. And yeah. Like, I love that it accommodates our our diversity within ourselves, right? And so I, I love that. I promise no more questions. That's really what I wanted to do. But I know I'm I so kind of drug the episode out a little bit. I <laughs> love this so own. much. I love, I said, <laughs> sorry, my and listeners who don't want to like pay attention the whole time to this. But I love it. I love you. And I'm so grateful that you're doing this for us, for oh, all of us, well, like introducing it to us on the show, and also doing the work for the past decade that you have so dedicated yourself to. And I, just, I think it's important. And I think everybody who's listening right now, I hope is doing it like a little clap on thank you, Brenda, because <laughs> it is, it's so important for us to find those ways that are structured for us to understand. Um, and I think what we'll do is we'll put on the website, just a, a link that is very common to use. It costs $10 to take it. It's not free, but it's a very good assessment. It asked a lot of questions. You'll be annoyed by it, but it's okay. <laughs> just, but it's, it's a nice... Um, or you won't read all the questions yeah, like I did and just wouldn't answer you, you them anyway. You have to read them. I, I recommend reading them. I will do that. It's not the assessment that I use in the corporate world because that's a, a little more expensive, like much more expensive. <laughs> but but it's, it's a very solid investment for $10 that I think you'll appreciate. To, to, to give it a go. Take Would you out. hate it if we gave them both options? If somebody wanted to choose to go another route or just want to keep it? Oh, no. The... I can give the other option too. Yeah. I, just just yeah. so people have options. You okay. know, juice or milk. Okay. <laughs> juice or milk. Do some milk, chicken wine or, or beer. Fish. What do you want? <laughs> chicken or fish, wine or beer, whatever. Hot tamales or Mike and Ike's. What was it? What was the question you asked, Carrie? Fruity pebbles or cocoa pebbles? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the answer is always fruity pebbles, unless you're Suzanne. Then it's cocoa pebbles. Oh my goodness! <laughs> All right, so that's our Enneagram talk chat. Thank you so much for listening, and remember, her school, her is, school hard is hard without your Enneagram without. type. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, my witchy poo. <laughs> Thank you, my elf. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And a special thanks to our producer, Maya Cole, who guides us while we guide you. Hit us up on Instagram at Other Side Guides or shoot us a note at Other Side Guides at iHeartRadio.com. And you can even call us at 833-22-GUIDE to leave us a message. We want to know what you think, we want to know what you know, and we want to hear your stories. And remember, Earth School is hard without the other side. Insider's Guide to the Other Side is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics 
in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 